The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It is on 234 on this uh, Tuesday, August 1st. Again, I can't believe it's uh, August already. Andrew will be away for another week. He just posted a video on his Facebook page. Uh, he's doing a swamp tour down outside of New Orleans today, um, getting up close and personal with some uh, alligators down there. So if you're friends with him on Facebook, he's probably on Twitter as well. If you want to check it out, uh, you can do so there. More of your texts coming in about the um, the UCP and the NDP and uh, that uh, Main Street poll that came out today, your reaction to the leaders and the way that they're handling um, details of policies or lack thereof of details of policies. We'll get to more of your comments uh, coming up just a little bit later on. But I do want to switch things up because I think this is a, is an important topic and I think it's one that parents uh, might struggle with. You might struggle with it uh, as a parent, as a, as a grandparent, as an aunt, as a godparent, whatever it is. And the question for you this afternoon is, do you snoop on your child's social media and other internet activity? Should you? In an age when nearly one in five Canadians Canadians, young Canadians report having been cyberbullied. Many parents are wondering what to do. So we've turned to author, speaker, and parenting expert Anne Douglas to try to find the right answer this afternoon. Welcome to the show, Anne. Oh, thanks so much for inviting me. Now, let's start right here. Do you believe that parents should be keeping an eye on their kids' internet activity? Keeping an eye, yes. I would say, you know, overseeing as opposed to spying, but definitely you want to be in the loop when, when they're still kids, not when they're like young adults or anything. You, you mentioned, you say uh, spying and overseeing. What's the difference, Anne? Right. Well, spying would be if you were my 8-year-old or my 10-year-old and I said, uh, or I didn't tell you that I was going to be secretly monitoring you online so that that way we never really talked about the fact that if you had a Facebook account, I would definitely be keeping an eye on you, whereas monitoring or overseeing is being much more upfront about that and saying, you know what, I'm happy with you being on Facebook, but I'm going to be your friend, and that way I can just keep tabs on things. And, of course, as the parent, you have to put the (laughs) brakes on yourself. You don't want to go overboard and be super intrusive, but you also don't want to be totally hands-off, not when they're new to the Internet and they're beginners at this stuff. All right, parenting expert Ann Douglas joining us this afternoon. I want to get to a number of the, um, the, the the topics that you just touched on, but I'm curious to know first if you believe there is an appropriate age range for social media. When do we when do we start? I mean, I think Facebook has a policy, doesn't it, that you have to yes. be 12 or 13 years old? Yes, you are absolutely supposed to be 12 or 13, and we know that some children will change their birthday so that they can get on a little sooner and some parents are fine with that and others are not but I think the big thing is to really think about where your child is at developmentally as opposed to sort of fixating on their chronological age because we all know some 10 year olds who are incredibly mature and can handle a lot handle things better than some adults in our lives and then we know much older kids who maybe don't use the same you know discretion or good judgment Mm -hmm. in the moment. But how would you handle it then? So if you're making that call for your child based on on how you believe they might be able to handle the situation, like a a social media situation, um, and and they really want it, but you don't believe that they're ready, how do you deal with them? Because the kid's going to be upset. Right. Right. I think just be really honest about it and say, you know, it's not that I don't trust you. I'm just concerned because, you know, things do happen online. And I just 
don't feel like we're quite ready to go there yet. However, we can take baby steps online and, and do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And maybe there's, uh, you know, a, one of the more kid-oriented websites where your child could get their feet wet there first, mm-hmm. and you could see whether they get involved in a lot of online drama or if they just, you know, <laughs> play the game and go about their life. I think it'd be a little a tricky. Yeah, I think it and can also, be... Don't forget, like, they're also out in the real world, and you can also learn a lot about their judgment just by paying attention to what goes on there. Like, if, if you're at the mall together and they, you know, they run into a frustrating situation, do they blow their lid mm-hmm. or do they handle it more calmly? <laughs> just, I would say just apply your knowledge of your child to the situation and think, like, is this a good time or not? I think it can be tricky, too, for some parents, too, because parents, some parents seem to overreact and, and have blow-ups uh, on social media. They may not be, um, you know, uh, setting the best example for their children. Yes, yes. I think that we all have a few of those social media <laughs> friends where you sort of smack your forehead and you just don't know if you can even read their posts someday. So if that person, just know that your child's paying attention and soaking it all in. Now, how do you set the rules? You've talked about, uh, okay, so if you're, you're going to have your child on, let's say, a Facebook page, getting them their own Facebook page, how do you work with them to do it? You don't, I guess you don't want to just let them, you know, be a, a free-for-all. Um, you both maybe should have Facebook accounts. You can be friends together. I, I'm thinking some kids might not like that. I think it's really important at first to sort of have that kind of friend relationship. And you want to do it when they're young enough that they're open to that because as they get older, they, they are, you know, fiercely protective of their privacy and they're also pretty tech savvy. So it's not uncommon for kids to have like the official Facebook account that, you know, that they allow their mom and grandma and everything to be their friends on and then to have another secret one, even though Facebook doesn't really want you doing this either. So I think you don't want to drive the activity underground. You want to have them come online at a a stage where they are open to having you involved. And then just as you want them to handle that well, you want to handle it well. Mm -hmm. You don't want them writing strange, goofy things on your posts that are conversations with your friends. So don't do that to them. (laughs) Yeah, because I think we have seen if if you have friends who have (laughs) their kids on, you know, they're, they're liking absolutely everything or making a comment every time that the child is posting something. And that can be quite embarrassing for the kid. And I, I'm guessing that that's not what you want to do. No, I think you can really go overboard with that. I mean, it would be like being, you know, that, that squirmy, smarmy mom in real life who just dotes on their child and is, you know, three inches away from them at all mm-hmm. times hovering. You don't want to do that online either. I mean, like when, when there's a legitimate opportunity to, you know, write a funny comment or offer some advice or whatever, do it. But don't feel like every time your child posts that they're not going to be able to go to bed tonight without a comment from you in reply. That is not how it works in the real world, right? Communications, communication is just so important, and we, and we know that in every aspect of our, of our life, Anne. And I think a lot of us um, don't do it well. We, we, we struggle with communicating well, whether it's you know uh, with your partner, whether it's at work, with a, a co-worker, and maybe with your children. But with this topic... Again, communication has got to be key. What do you do if you see something you don't like on your child's account? You take the conversation out offline for starters. First of all, you recognize that kids will make mistakes when they're learning how to use the Internet because it's a new skill. They're, you know, they're not going to know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate until they've sort of you know, bumped into a few mm-hmm. sticky situations. But you don't need to hash that out 
in front of an audience, which is what you're doing if you have a comment or leave a comment on their <laughs> Facebook page that's like, I can't believe you'd be so mean to your friend from camp. Don't you remember? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like you don't want to do that there. What you do is you take the conversation to the kitchen table where you can actually have a heart-to-heart and you can get at the child's intention. Maybe they just thought they needed to be cool in front of other people and that's why they wrote that, you know, snarky and flippant remark. And you can sort of help them to understand how that felt to the other kid when they logged on and there was like this mean snarky comment there. Mm-hmm. So, but don't just assume that your child is becoming a cyber bully or, you know, destined to be evil or something like that and hit, hit the total overreact button. Give them the benefit of the doubt, talk about it, and then let them, with guidance from you, figure out how to handle similar situations better in future because the situation's going to come around again. You know, and our family um, therapist, the person that we go to for advice, um, when we've been talking about communication and we've had, and, and, and my kids are, are older, much older, they're in their, in their 20s, but, you know, all the way uh, along, you're, you're trying to learn how to communicate your feelings and how you're feeling. And, and at one point we were... Um, I think quite accusatory coming out and saying, well, I don't like it when you do this and, you know, write it kind of in their face instead of, and what we were told was to turn it around and saying, this is how it makes me feel when I see this, when I hear this, whatever. Is that how you would suggest as well, um, talking to your kids about this instead of just attacking, but, um, you know, explaining a little bit more about your feelings, your senses that uh, when you see it? Absolutely, because you don't want them to get their defenses up and because then they're just going to cross their arms and glare at you and the conversation is pretty much over. You want to engage them in a conversation where, you know, you can sort of offer suggestions and theories and, you know, say, you know, when I see this, I worry about blah, 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 or, you know, have you thought about this, as opposed to you're doing it all wrong and mm-hmm. I'm the smart one and I'm going to rush in and fix <laughs> this for you because that isn't helpful to the child and it's, it's frankly pretty annoying we all have friends that do that to us in real life and we know how that feels yeah absolutely um as the child gets older so again we've been using facebook for reference for this conversation and as we know we said it was like 13 or 14 years old that for for a kid to get a uh, an account on facebook but we know much younger children who are getting them um 13 14 15 when do you when do you let go of the overseeing in this in the spying or do you ever i think you're sort of you know always there in the background i have four young adult kids now like my youngest is 19 and my oldest is 29 and and facebook frankly does a pretty good job of saying hey your family member posted this as Mm -hmm. soon as i log on right so if it's an important post i'm not going to miss it but you know a week or two can go by without me checking out the feed of a particular kid i guess it helps to have four kids because i have to divide my time up a bit but you know if there's something really important i'll see it and it's kind of fun to see some of their pictures because some of them now live far away but on the other hand i would still feel pretty creepy if every time they posted i felt like i had to write a comment yeah they'd think it was creepy too when we talk again we've been talking about facebook and one of the things that popped into my head because i know there's been court cases going on uh recently across the country and we've heard about sexting and and the photos that um are that are get passed around between adults but between kids as as well how do you have the conversation with your child about that I would have the same conversation that I would have about anything that is getting posted on or taken on a phone or posted on the Internet, which is once you create this content, you lose control over what happens to it. So even, you know, a harmless, quote-unquote, text message conversation between you and a friend 
that's talking about a third party at school. It's just like that old horrible thing you'd do at sleepovers back in the 70s or 80s where, you know, you'd have a friend over and you'd have another friend on the extension and you'd say, you know, don't you hate so-and-so? And And then that person would be Mm -hmm. eavesdropping in the background. The moment you send that message or create that photo of you in a compromising position, sure, right now your best friend is saying it's just between us or your boyfriend's just saying it's just between us. But once it's created, it can go anywhere. So I think Mm -hmm. as parents... We want to let parents know or let kids know about the risks, but we also need to tell them if you get in over your head in any situation, you will not be in trouble. Come to us for help, and Mm -hmm. we can get through this together. Because the last thing you want is for a young person to feel vulnerable and that they have to handle something really scary and they're mm-hmm. getting in deeper and deeper on their own. Yeah, and then, my gosh, and we've seen uh, we've seen Tragedy. some awful results of that. Um, you know, kids seem to be up to date on absolutely everything when it comes to social media, all the different platforms, and I think some of us are just stuck with the Facebook days. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. hearing, I talked to someone not too long who was talking, and this was a year ago, talking about kick and all sorts of different things, never heard of it before. Do you have any, su- any suggestions or any recommendations Recommendations for parents on how they can stay on top on of, of what is this ever-changing social media world? Right. I sort of think there's a, a two-pronged approach you can take. First of all, maybe you want to sign up for emails from this organization called Common Sense Media that's a nonprofit organization that keeps parents in the loop about these kind of things. And secondly, ask your kids, while they're still young and willing to, to do this, to, to guide you. Kids love to know stuff that adults don't know, so you could say to them, I've heard there's this thing called Snapchat. I'm not quite sure how it works. Could you show me the ropes? And that's a great way to get a handle on not just how the technology works, but how your kid is thinking in, about and potentially using that technology themselves. Yeah, great. So again, that that uh, that uh, w- that site is Common Sense Media? Yes. All right. All right. Common Sense Media Anne Douglas joining us this afternoon, parenting expert. You can find uh, more out about Anne and read a lot of her work at AnneDouglas.ca. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I know you're relaxing at the cabin today. I appreciate you so much taking the time. It was lovely. You take care. Thank you. That's Ann Douglas joining us this afternoon from uh, down some of my old stomping parts down uh, Peterborough Bancroft area today. Again, her website is anndouglas.ca. She's written numerous books. She has a website, that uh, site that she suggested to keep an update on on things that are happening in the social media world is uh, Common Sense Media. And again, you know, even even the language and the short forms... Um, that that kids are using that well, I have no clue what what it means. Um, it, it's good to educate yourself on that, and even if you have to, just type it into a Google search. And if you see something like, "Oh, what does that mean?" Type it into a Google search. Find out. It's important. How have you been handling this at your place with your kids when it comes to Facebook? I guess specifically in social media. Uh, do you have the rules? Are you overseeing? As Anne suggests that we do, let me know at 630-630. I'm talking about your kids and social media and how you've been dealing with it uh, over the past uh, number of years. And we had a listener uh, call in and wanting to know about... Instagram. Instagram, because she was saying that her kids were getting... Well, I don't know specifically if it was her kids or just in general. She knew both young adults, yeah. male and female, that had gone on Instagram um, posting pictures to porn sites. Oh, and so yeah. how, how Anne would have, unfortunately, wasn't able to get the, the, the question in fast okay. enough because the, you know, you 
And one, but, of, and one of the things that, you know I find on Instagram is that I tend you tend to get followers of people who are posting uh, sexy shots, nude shots, whatever it is. Um, I don't want them following me. I don't want to follow them. I tend to just block them. Um, that happens on on Twitter as well. But hey, if you're a kid, you know maybe not seen much of that before. It might be a little bit more in interesting to to follow but again i think it's one of those things what ann was talking about is having that conversation with your kid and someone texted and said oh come on overseeing and spying that's just semantics I'm like no i think spying is when you're not talking and you're not telling them what you're doing and overseeing is hey you know what i'm going to be watching what you're doing be aware um <laughs> and you know i don't know about you but parents in our house usually find out whether or not the kids want to know um <clears throat> How about this one says, no way, I'm a trucker separated from my wife with a 10-year-old daughter who's computer savvy. I talked to her about conversations on the net and she knows I will kick her butt big time if I go over her history and find something I don't like. Never did it yet, but she knows not to mess with me. Good on you. Um, from Red Deer this afternoon, our rule is no driver's license, no Facebook. Our daughter is too. <laughs> so you've got a ways to go yet. Gosh knows what it would be like in 11 more years. And uh, it goes on to say, before our daughter was born, we swore we wouldn't be on our phones or iPads in front of her. That didn't work out, unfortunately. Someone says, uh, you need to watch the app live. Okay. Um, I will check that out. Uh, when my parents, when my kids were younger, says Sean, I was friends with every single friend they had. It was the only way that they were allowed on Facebook. It goes on to say, um, the kids can get upset. I don't care. I'm responsible for them. Dad first, friend second. Dad first, friend second. Always like that. Parent first, friend second. And I know certainly on this show, we've talked about it numerous times. And... And Andrew's talked about it, and you've weighed in, Chedville, about it, is that you believe that more and more, maybe newer parents, younger parents, are friends first instead of parenting first, and um, you're not sure how that's working out. Um, And again, different folks, different strokes for different folks. And you have to parent the way you want to parent, but in the long run, I think the children still have to be accountable and follow your rules. Parents first, friends second. I like that. It's 2.57. I think I'm having a hot flash here in the studio, so I'm going to go get a glass of water. The cold meds are kicking in again. Uh, the 3 o'clock news with Brent and Dreger coming straight up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.